Welcome back to Bad Gigs Podcast and welcome to the new listeners in New Zealand, Australia, UK, Ireland, USA, Canada, Sweden, the Netherlands, Italia and Germany, oh, Finland, Singapore and Norway. Mental. Anyway, thanks for the messages from the people that also witnessed the jackass fella doing a poo on stage, what I talked about in the previous podcast with Taryn. And it was on the big screen too. It was on the big screen too. It was on two massive screens to the left and the right of the stage. And I seen it live and in HD. Disgusting. So if you missed that episode, go back and listen to the previous episode. Now, this episode, I chat with one of my favorite entertainers and people, Mistress Viv a.k.a. Tinnike, T-Dog, Tiddly Balls, etc, etc. She runs the Bitchin' Bingo. It's a fun bingo, not your nana's bingo uh, around Auckland and New Zealand. We teamed up a few years ago as with the same attitude towards boarding events. She runs a fun, boisterous alternative bingo and I run a fun, boisterous alternative pub quiz. And in this episode, we delve into the murky waters of corporate entertainment. When we do our shows in pubs, and our own venues, it's great fun, but sometimes when you have to bring your R18, rated 18 show, 8pm, 9pm, 10 o'clock show to an office in the afternoon, equals not as much fun, and we've teamed up a lot over the last few years and put on shows together, uh, Bad Santa shows, we kind of discussed a couple of them in this episode as well, uh, in this episode we also talk about the time I accidentally did met, yeah. That was a weird situation. Uh, and we also deal with the dealing with the stress of corporate entertainment and school fundraisers on the North Shore of Auckland and the psychology of doing them again and again. We chatted for three hours. Three hours. So this chat will be a two-parter and this will be the first episode. I also had pitch issues at the start and I left it in because it sounded funny. So uh, enjoy. Here's Mistress do you know what I mean? I was going to give myself a little background uh, of your bingo. Did you want to see your bingo as a background? Like, you don't care, do you? <laughs> you sound funny. It sounds like you're on helium. Oh, that's just my voice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know how that is. Let's try this uno, uno momento, uh, por favor. Uno, uno fucking dosi. Uh, test speaker, microphone. Let's go. How does that sound? Better? Yes. <laughs> Shit. How was your lockdown? Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. You're not tempted to do the bingo in the jacuzzi. Yeah, actually, I just like... Oh, look, nice. Yes, and Jacob's Creek. Okay, yeah. not not bad. I'm disappointed. I was hoping for maybe Lindale Special Reserve. Yeah, but this was a dollar cheaper. <laughs> I went to uh, I went to Pack and Save, and I was up early this morning. I don't know why I was up early. I take one trip a week to the supermarket, yeah. and we spend a fortune on booze. Everything else, a bit of food, but the fucking two boxes of cider, three boxes yeah. of wine, two yeah. bottles of this shit. And Gilmore's is probably going to be on Friday. I know. And then there's the Jaeger. Have you noticed too that Gilmore's has upped their prices on booze? Like, I'm disappointed. It I haven't used, noticed, actually. 
I it used to be like a good like twenty four twenty five dollars for a bowl of booze, and now it's like you can't get anything for that price now. Now it's all like minimum thirty. Oh really? You know? Yeah. Because Jane Jane picked up a bottle of uh, uh, vodka, and we were laughing, saying this is Tesco prices from England. You know, like when I went back to Ireland, or if I went to the UK, I still had dollars in my head. And I'm looking at bottles of whiskey for $10. And even Aldi won an award for one of their whiskeys or their gins. And it was, gee, it was 10, 10 euro. It's great. Oh, well, I mean, that's what gin should be, right? Like, I gin mean, should, come... gin should be fucking banned. It should be. <laughs> it's fucking, it's meths, man. It's medicine. It is. Mean? It's the only, it's the drink that gave me the worst hangover of my most recent life. I couldn't move from the bed the next day. Yeah. I was in pain, and that was gin. It's gin. It's, yeah. I've, I'm fine with everything else. Although we did get, we, we played, uh, you know that drinking game where if you watch George Clark, Amazing Spaces, and every time he says amazing, you do a shot. Well, we did, we did that. We did that. And uh, I was flying to Invercargill the next day, and that was tough. Everything, Invercargill was tough. The flight was tough. The guy picking me up in the air. I think I told you this. The guy picked me up. His name is Spider-Man. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that whole lunatic. And he brought me out for a pie and had a spoon in his pocket for me. The whole thing was nuts. Well, Invercargill's nuts anyways, man. Yeah, it was. And that's where they brought us back. All these old people brought us back to a house party and we're drinking smoke. And I think we did met by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do myth by mistake? Well, I don't I don't do drugs, right? I don't do drugs, but we we had a I did a gig and it was fine. Uh, it was fun. And then they said there's a house party, everything shuts in Invercargill, so there's a house party. And because I've been to house parties where there was all young people, I thought, oh, I don't want to do this shit, man. I, I'm too old for this. And we turned up to a garage because every house party in New Zealand is in the garage, and it was all old people like mm. middle-aged and old people. And I thought, I can handle this. This is all right. So then he says, do you want a jug? And I was with, there's an English couple with me that came. We were drinking in the pub and, uh, and they were sound. And he said, do you want a jug? And I thought it was beer. Yeah. So I said, yeah. yeah. And I still don't know the term for this. He took out a jug from a freezer. That, mm. So it was ice cold. And it's called hot knives or whatever. He put he, he used hot knives on a stove and yeah. he burned some something. He burned some magical powder and yeah. it went the smoke went into the glass and he turned um, it upside down and you had to drink it. Oh, so I see. I, I I don't know what it's called. And I said Spots. I don't I, yeah. I don't do this. So yeah. the English girl did it. Yeah. She had a full one, right? Then her boyfriend did half of one and I had a quarter. Yeah, and I was in bits. Right, I went walking around. He brought me into some weird special room where he had like uh, industrial printing uh, printers. All this stuff. I still don't know what happened. And he brought me in there, and I sat. Then he brought me back out, and I'm sitting down watching the game of pool. I couldn't move. People are saying to me, "Get up and play pool." I couldn't stand up. And there was four of us that smoked, just sitting on chairs, and we were all talking to each other. But because I only had a quarter, I came around sooner than the others. And we weren't talking to each other. We thought we were. We were all just shouting out random stuff. We were all having our own individual conversation. <laughs> just going, yeah, then I went to the shop and I bought stuff. And uh, 
and it was like, what is this? And uh, yeah, and I had to do a runner. I wonder what it was because well, if, if it was weed, if it was like resin, yeah. you'd notice it would be like that black resin. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like with, with spots, it's that real black resin. I would have recognized it if, you know, I, I, I've been stoned before and I've never had this. So yeah. I couldn't stand. I was sat down and I couldn't stand. And the English fella was running around the pool table playing pool. He was like, you need to you need to help. You need to help. I'm like, no, I can't stand. Can't stand. Right. Then his girlfriend comes over, drags me by the arm, makes me stand like my knees locked. And then I couldn't sit back down. And then I was running around the pool table. I had this crazy energy and I was potting balls without even looking. Like it made me a, 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 like a pool shark. Yeah. Like I described, the best yeah. All time. yeah. And I described that to my mate and he says it was met. He said mm. he, he does it. Uh, he does it, he shouldn't do it, but he does it. He said, like, he had to paint all the fence in his garden. So we smoked mm. meth and he played some tunes and he painted a whole fence and he was off. Mm. And the, what I described to him, he said, yeah, that's meth. Some old people give you meth. That's so that's so amazing in Invercargill of all places. What made you want to do this podcast about bad gigs? Because I think it's such a great idea. And there must be so much content. There's so much. <laughs> I, I've, I've always wanted to do it, right? And I was talking to a few different people. Do you know when you're on a, a, a long drive and you're trading horror shows, right? Yeah. But yeah. So I've talked to a few comedians and they had stories and I thought it'd be fun to do. I pitched it to RNZ, but they didn't care. I, I interviewed people before lockdown, you know, but I was too busy. I didn't have time to sit down and do it properly. But yeah. now it's, it's fun. And because of lockdown, I did it with Taryn last week yeah. and I figure out this shit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, now I can deal with people in other places. Oh, yeah, I it's just, just fun. I just think it's such a brilliant idea because we were talking a little bit earlier about it and I was thinking about it and I was like, um, you know, it's like as a woman, when you have a baby, <laughs> when you have a baby, what they say is you, it's a hormone that's released after you have the baby right and yeah. it's meant to be such a strong hormone that it's meant to make you forget okay, how yeah. terrible childbirth was and how and how bad it is to have a baby <laughs> so it makes you have another baby and that's what sometimes i think comedy's like it's like we must surely have this hormone in us that makes us yeah continue to do this over and over again no matter how many shit gigs we do somehow we're able to push it down push it aside and forget about it yeah and continue and do the next shit gig you know what i mean it must be some kind of hormonal thing some kind of brain activity that makes you okay with it because i've done a lot of shit gigs like part of the part of this as well i'm trying to find people's what's their, how they psychologically deal with a tough gig and get back on stage if i if my first ever gig was shit totally. i'd never have done it again but i did really well mm -hmm. but i had a panic attack on stage right so people oh thought that was part of the act right and then i tried to for years i tried to recreate the panic attack by drinking a shitload of lucasade oh or red bull before going on stage and then all of a sudden i realized i didn't even need red bull but i was like Ugh! season Holy up sweating shit. you know yeah. fucking in, in, in bits who's laughing who's, who are these but, uh, who's this fucking crowd laughing at that dublin dublin they're like yeah this is funny but it was 
Yeah, it's fascinating. Like some gigs, especially corporate gigs, right? And that's what we do a lot and we have done. And there was a stage where I stopped doing corporate gigs in comedy because even though it was only 20 minutes, a half an hour for a good mm. amount of money and, and the way I looked at it, and that's how I got through it. It was like, it's half an hour of my life in front of people at four o'clock in the afternoon who do not give a shit that I'm there. The boss told them to be there uh, and let's just get through it. And the countdown, you know, and then five minutes left, two minutes left, see you later and go. But then when, it, when you start letting that affect you and there were stages where like I had some, I had some weird ones. I had, uh, I, I slagged myself off for being ginger. I did one for or some mm-hmm. F-boss crowd and they were so drunk when I turned up. The girl who introduced me goes, here's a comedian, Zal McGlory, and walked away. I didn't have a stand. She gave me a mic and everyone's looking at me. Nobody was told about a comedian and they're all looking at me like, who's this? Like thinking I was some CEO or whatever, going to give it a TED talk. And I was like, hey, how's it going? Started having a laugh. And they were like, I still, they still didn't get what was happening. And then I did, I started slagging off me being ginger. And then a drunk woman in the crowd turned around and goes, she's a fucking ginger. Just points at another girl, right? The girl, the ginger girl in the back, I couldn't see her, has a breakdown, goes to the manager, complains. So the manager comes up to me and starts going like this, right? So I said, oh, well, that must be it then gig is over and she said no I didn't say the gig is over I said wrap it up I said that's wrap it up this is end the gig <laughs> so we're having this fucking chat and then I went oh I'll finish the story and it was horrible and then after the gig the drunk woman came up and she was like that was so funny <laughs> so funny right and <clears throat> she had me trapped in a corner and I can't you know what I'm like I can't handle that and I'm trapped in the corner and I'm trying to be nice to get by and she said something and I fake laughed. But when I fake laughed, I went over and her finger went straight in my eye. Right. And I could, her finger went right in. Like it, her finger would have been wet. Do you know what I mean? She would have had a soaking wet finger. But she didn't even notice. She just carried on the conversation. I was like, the eye was, I was like, get me out of this fucking room. And it was, it was those sort of experiences that eventually tipped it over to where I'm like, I don't know if this is can do this you know but there is something in your mind like we said when you do a gig and it's a shocking gig you blank it we blanked um, a lot of gigs also out of our like, heads don't you feel like but we the- blank so much average shit too and that is what i feel like i do <laughs> so bad but a lot of corporate gigs i do are just okay you know i turn up at yeah. the office i'm in some shitty fluorescent lighted um you know uh, boardroom and I have yeah. to make fun for them at, at four o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and they, you know they have three beers and, and, a, bowl, and a bowl of chips yeah. and and I'm there and there's, there's a lot of those gigs and a lot yeah. of those gigs I've just like wiped from memory like I, I, I wouldn't have a clue anymore and I still do shows like that obviously well not at the moment but I used to and my DJ would be like oh we've, <laughs> we've done a show for these guys before and I'm like have we? Yeah I wouldn't have a clue. It's the same fucking deal. It's like turning up, doing it in their foyer or doing it in their shitty boardroom. And 
exactly like what you say like it's so yeah. true it's like they don't even want to fucking be there they don't even want to be there but they have to be there because it's friday and it's three o'clock yeah and you've, you're gonna have fun for fuck's sake i just you've reminded me of 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 uh i don't i i, I must have told you this I, I i probably told you bits of it because it's it's one of so it was a, the bad santa gig i did for a company who remember Oh yeah. Uh, you had a, you had one of your members of staff there. I dealt uh, with him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So they they booked me as a bad Santa, right? And they said we want you to come in and be crazy and just go. Urgh! And I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. So why I, I was like, yeah, I just I, I, this is the perfect gig, right? Because the bad Santa, when it goes well, is the perfect gig. You can just be loose, right? So I, I rock up and I put on the, the outfit, which is scruffy. And I'm wearing really dirty trainers, like yellow and it's dirt stained trainers, right? And you can see my socks are not matching and, and stuff, right? I'm, I'm really into character. Uh, my own beard just and the hat. And I had a flask of whiskey, right? And I, I walk in and I'm like, yeah, and then the so the manager she has me outside and she goes I want you to just get them going and blah 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 you're booked and I'm booked in for an hour right and say this was four o'clock right I said right brilliant let's do this none of the wild people were at the party yet the only people that were at the party were people that don't celebrate Christmas right uh, they they're from cultures that don't have Santa Claus. Right, they, 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 they don't get it. It's not for them. I was for the Kiwis and the Brits and the whoever else that turned up later on. Right, so I turned up, and they're all just staring at me. Right, and as I'm like, oh my god, this is not going to happen. Right, so they said we want you to sit in this chair, and there's a photo booth facing you. You'll get them lining up and sit on your lap. And get them to say this and say that. Yeah, right. So I'm, I'm giving it, I'm, I'm giving it loads, but they are, they are terrified of me. They do not get the idea of a bad Santa, right? So I'm, so the manager says to me, go and encourage people to get photographs. So I yeah. said, all right. So I jumped up on the mic, which I wasn't, it wasn't my job, but I said, give me the mic. I'll try and get the crowd going. I grabbed the mic. I explained what I was, and I said, come on up. You know what I mean? It goes. Which is, I'm, which is so funny that you have to explain. I had to explain, right? I goes, oh, I'm here, I'm Santa Claus. Come on over, let's have a drink, sit in my lap, right? So no one comes over to me, right? So then the manager says, you need to go out to people. So I was like, what the fuck is this? So then I walked over to, so one person I walked over to, I didn't realize she had a baby with her. <gasps> so I go, I have the picture, I'll send it to you. I have the picture. She go, I goes, you want to see us sad as lap and send me what you want for Christmas? And she's like, oh, I just have to get the baby. I'm like, oh my God. <gasps> so she comes over, sits on my lap. And all, you got to understand, we're, we're in the Me Too movement as well. This shouldn't be happening. No one should be on anyone's lap, right? So I'm, no one's comfortable, right? So she sits there and then she goes, can you get a picture with just the baby? So then I went, I have the picture downstairs. So I went... I went from being bad Santa 
to just being a very, very bad Santa, right? Because Santa. it's just a really shit Santa because I didn't have the white beard. I was dirty. I quickly hit the whiskey because it wasn't relevant anymore. Uh, I'm wearing trainers and I'm holding a baby, right? And I'm like, oh my God. So I said to the manager, look, I will stay an extra half an hour uh, or so until party people turn up and we'll get this going. Uh, and your DJ was starting to, it was, he was setting up at this point. And then the manager says, yeah, encourage more people. I don't know if I'll leave this bit in, but I went over to a table and I didn't, I just said, who wants to sit on Santa's lap next, right? And a girl makes a noise and says she wants to sit on my lap. And the guy beside her was like, oh, I don't think that's right. So I thought they were a couple. It turned out he was her minder, right? She was in a wheelchair. And I, I think she had cerebral palsy. So she's like, but I want to sit on his lap. And then I realized it was, it was a wheelchair. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? And yeah. she, so, because she insisted, we had to clear the pathway. Oh, she fuck, Ellen. <laughs> came over, right? Came over. And then he hit the hydraulics to make the wheelchair stand up. Right, and he took her out, like took her out with the fucking thing. Right, tried to slip her on my lap, but she was wearing, she was very slippy, right, and I couldn't get it. And I'm holding her, but she keeps slipping, and I don't know where to hold her to hold her in position. I'm like, get that picture fast. I'm holding her, and to get the picture, oh and God. then, and then that was it. Put her back in the wheelchair. So I'm sitting there going, I just want to go. Yeah, this is this is horrible, right? This that is horrible. Aw- that sounds awful. But then the party people start turning up, and uh, Tito start doing his thing, and I thought, right, I gotta give them their money's worth, right? Now maybe I didn't have to, but I felt like I need to help out here, right? So I jumped up and I joined in the games. I joined in the mm. the beats by bingo. I was being mischievous. So I was cha- I was stealing things from people. And I was getting a lot of laughs and I was having a lot of fun and yeah. I was running around. And there was a bit where uh, I, I was jumping up and getting them to dance uh, for the dance off. And I had the other mic. And as I'm running, there's a man dressed as an elf running behind me. Right. So he clearly works there. This is when the drunk people turned up. So he's chasing me everywhere. Right. And we're having a laugh and I'm cracking jokes. And now it's going good. Right. Now it's going well. And then I said on the microphone, I turned around and goes, can you get the fuck away from me, right? Chase me around. It's, and then I cracked a joke and this, I goes, look, I don't need elves anymore. COVID, right? Cutbacks, I have to sack all the elves. So you're sacked, right? Thinking I'd make a funny joke about it. And it was silence. Because clearly, I think that was their last week of work. A lot of staff, you know, because COVID, a lot of people lost their jobs. And I cracked a joke about people losing jobs, about elves losing jobs. And it just was a lead balloon. I went, oh my God. And then you were like, bye, Merry Christmas. <laughs> See you later. And I ran away. And then, you know what? And it was one of them. And you do this, right? I know you did. Because I was in a costume. Well, I was in a costume. It was still my face. I sprinted to the toilet. And I got changed into my civilian clothes, Right. But I still had my, I mean, you can still see my face, but I had my hair out and whatever. And I tried to creep by the party people in the, in the foyer and the hallway. And they're kind of looking at you going, Santa, 
you know, like, oh yeah, yeah, I gotta go. And I go, that was really good. Yeah, I know. I just, I gotta go. I gotta run away. I gotta run away. And that was it. I was like, oh my god. All I had to do was sit there and say ho 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 and have a laugh and get some pictures taken on a fucking chair, and it turned in to an absolute shit show. And you couldn't even gig. do that. Yeah, I couldn't even do that, man. Couldn't. You? I have the picture. <laughs> I'll send a picture of that. Uh, me and the baby. The worst ones I've done is like. Oh, there's so many bad ones I've done, but oh. um, the worst ones are the dry gigs. Oof. It's like a, yeah. it's like a construction company or, you know what I mean? And it's like, and the workplace has to be dry and that's really yeah. tough when they're sitting there drinking fucking juice <laughs> at like 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, those ones are real fucking tough. Yeah. I've done like fucking 10 for them. Loads. Yeah. Yeah, Lo- loads and all over the country, and everyone is shit. Every single one is a shit show, and they keep hiring me again. And I'm like, okay, I'll just keep coming back and doing it like the same fucking shtick. Yeah, you know, you're gonna keep paying me, and I keep charging them good money. But I'm yeah. just like, it's still the same shit show. It's like, it's not my target market, bro. And that's why I don't understand. There's someone in accounts. There's fucking Karen in accounts who thinks that. Bitch and Bingo's hilarious and think that Viv is hilarious and thinks that the boys are going to fucking love it. Yeah. And then I turn up and it's like a room full of men who are white and in their mid-50s and who are just not invested. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, cool, that's cool. I'm going to do the fucking gig and then I'm going to go back to my hotel room and drink my wine <laughs> and go to sleep. But that's all you can. That's all you can. That's do. all you can do. I've gone like I've done I, I've done an afternoon gig at 12 o'clock half 12 in the elephant house in the zoo yeah for a Christmas party because yeah. somebody was at the comedy club the weekend before yeah. seen me host at yeah. the comedy club at eight o'clock nine o'clock ten o'clock yeah and thought this would be brilliant and I turned up and <clears throat> I was clutching at straws to find laughs I was pretending to steal people's handbags, rearranging handbags, everything. And like, it's one of them where they said, oh, we seen you at the comedy club. That was great. Uh, this is going to be fantastic. By the way, don't mention this, 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 this. Don't pick on that person. Don't pick on that person. I'm like, hang on, what? What am I going to talk about? So I'm like, oh, I've had some, oh yeah. I've had some fucking shockers like that. Oh, the rules and the regulations are the worst. I remember doing a show down at, um, do you remember down at Carrington? And it used to be a venue there called the Pump House. I did a show there once, a corporate show, and it was a Christmas show. And I turn up and I get up on stage and I'm doing my shit and I'm talking and stuff. And then, um, the yeah, then the, the boss comes over to me and he's like, oh, I'm going to have to ask you to not swear. And I was like, now? You're telling me this now? Like, I'm like, just at the start of the show, just in the middle of it like and you want to try and rank it's called bitch and bingo bro like <laughs> not too sure what you thought you were going to hire you know and he was like i really don't want you to do that i really can't have you doing that and that's why ever since i've ever had any inquiries that are like you know can you turn it down i say no 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 if you want no. me to turn it if you want me to turn it down then you can go hire a bingo caller that just does bingo you know yeah. like because it's where's end that's the other thing is like a control thing too it's like it sounds really shitty but it's like they as soon as they get you with that it's like 
it could be anything and then they then they then they have you doing fucking staff awards and shit <laughs> yeah do you do you have a blacklist do you have like a blacklist where you've had people that have like i have a blacklist like i have i don't have it written down but i have had clients or people that have <laughs> fucked me over so bad that i'm like never again i'm never ever oh. ever gonna do another show for you again yeah i've got individuals that i've yeah it's in my head <laughs> you know and then when you're speaking to somebody or by email you're like how how sorry who are you who do you know who do you work with john was that john is he a little fella john why didn't he ask me again they try and go around they on the Facebook. I'm looking on the Facebook. I'm getting the name. I'm looking on the Facebook, looking at the friends, looking up who it is, who it is, who it is. Oh my God, I've done that same thing. So we, one of my worst gigs, when you talked to me about doing this podcast and I was like, okay, I've really got to like knuckle down and now think about some shit shows. And, you know, I've got, I've, I do have a few, I must admit, but one of the worst ones and one of the ones that comes to my, the forefront of my mind is um, the sausage gig. We did this fundraiser show, this fundraiser bitch and bingo show for a school. We do a lot, yeah. obviously, me and my DJ, Andy. And all of a sudden, we're like midway through the show. This is on the shore. That's all I need to say on the North Shore. Yeah. It's all I need to say about this. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we were doing the fucking bridge. <laughs> it's a different world. Where's your skill uh, in, in Devonport? Ah, oh, you know what? It's Can't make it. I'm booked. Yeah, I'm booked. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> and we're midway through the show. Everything's going really good, but everyone's really fucked. And then all of a sudden, I start um, hearing these noises around me and these sounds around me. And I'm looking around me on stage. I'm trying to, you know, spin the balls and, like, you know, shoot the shit and stuff. And I see Andy, like, dodging these missiles. Like, Andy, my DJ, is, like, kind of, like, dodging yeah. and weaving. And I noticed that it's fucking cocktail sausages like <laughs> wiener sausages you know what i mean yeah the crowd, yeah the crowd is literally throwing food at us wow and my dj's like hits the roof understandably because like he's getting hit in the face with fucking yeah. cocktail sausages yeah and, like he pulled me over and he's like hey man i'm out like i'm gonna pull the plug i'm packing up my gear I don't care how far along or whatever we are on the show. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I was like, "Mad respect." I totally understand why you feel like that. And I had to get on the crowd. I had to get on the fucking microphone in front of this crowd and say, "Please stop throwing sausages at us." <laughs> A sentence you never thought you'd say. <laughs> and that has become eventually they kind of stopped throwing sausages at us but there was a few more and i was like super pissed off i did the show and needless to say i got the fuck out of there as soon yeah. as i could oh my god but it's become like this weird infamous show and i've even met other people who have said to me oh i know someone that went to the sausage show whoa the sausage show <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, don't worry, they weren't one of the people that was throwing the sausages, yada, yada, yada. Like, I've had work from that show that was like, I was at the sausage show, don't worry, I wasn't throwing a sausage, will you come do a show for me? <laughs> we're vegan, so it's okay. We won't have any sausages. That, just happened, leaves. that happened like 
five years ago, probably. You never forget. Ages ago, but I never forgot it. And it's still being brought up. Like, I, I still encounter that. That stuff. is crazy. Because I, I think I did a gig with, uh, it could have been Andy. I'm pretty sure he was there. And it was a school. It was True You. And it was a Catholic school. Mm. And, uh, and they start throwing stuff as well. Mm. Pieces of paper and pens. And I literally, yeah. and they were, they were teachers. They were teachers, mm. and then I turned into the teacher, and they were students. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm angry, but I can't let them see me be angry, because then they win. So I'm trying to joke, but I'm fuming. Yeah. I'm like, you, you're keeping the whole class back. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm losing my mind. We're not leaving here until this is done. Like that's I'm absolutely so, losing my mind. That's so perfect. The school fundraisers that I do, the teachers are the worst behaved table. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember one made the news because they found drugs in the toilet a few years ago? Okay, yes. So that brings me to my next terrible gig. That brings okay. me to my next terrible gig because, yes, I'm pretty sure I did a show for this same school. Yeah. I don't think it was this show, but I do want to let you, and I'm not going to say what the school is. That's okay. But <laughs> it was another sure show. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course it was. No surprises there. But this show had everything. This show had uh, poor management. This show had people so wasted beyond belief it was like impossible to control them. This show had people doing drugs in the school toilets. This had this show had parents fucking on the school grounds. And then finally, to top it all off, as I left, finally the show was done. And I was like, oh, thank Christ, it's over. And I was walking out and bringing everything back into my car. And an ambulance turned up <laughs> and wheeled in a woman into the back of the ambulance to get her stomach pumped. Because she was so... Wow. They get absolutely off their faces. They, it's like next level. It's next yeah. level. And I, I haven't done many shows where the ambo turns up, but... That's sure shows. Sure shows. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I've seen no. them absolutely twatted at these gigs. At the, they turn up steam. And even that gig that we did recently, the school fundraiser, that gig, right? We, they were so drunk, or they were on something else. They were just. The old that's, grannies dancing, the old women dancing, full of... That's, that's very true. Like, preloading is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think it gets to a point of, is it really preloading or is it jugs? Right, so we are doing this uh, a, a quiz mixed with bingo. No, it wasn't even bingo. Oh, it was, yeah. A quiz mixed with bingo. And, uh, and I got to also say, it was during the Euros. So I, I had two hangovers that day, right? I was out the night before. Then I woke up early to watch the game, the Scotland-England game. Went home, had a nap and woke up. A double hangover. I've never had that in my life, right? So I was there to do the job and go. So we rock up and we do it. And the guy who, who was hosting, he swore a few times. He said yeah. fucking shit, whatever. So that made me relax into, I can, I can, I can say, I, I can be freer with my language. Not full on, but just freer. And I said, Jesus Christ, a couple of times. And then he comes up to me and he says, uh, listen, don't say Jesus Christ again. I was like, what? And he goes, do not say Jesus Christ. 
and I, I didn't even clock that it was I forgot it was it was it was a Catholic school, but that wound me up so much. I know that that gimp came up and said, "Don't say Jesus Christ." You said fuck. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense because you're so right. You're basing your your performance on particularly somebody who's like an organizer. I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine the other kettle of fish of somebody that comes up there and who's you know getting on the microphone or whatever and they're trying to introduce you or whatever, or they're the boss or whatever. Yeah. And they say something that they're like, you know, hey, fucking shit, fucking slutty cunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you get up there and you start swearing and they're like, hey, man, ease it down. Can you not say fucking slutty cunts? Uh, yeah. We're allowed to say fucking slutty cunts, but you're not allowed to say fucking slutty cunts, okay? Because you don't know them. You can't call them fucking slutty cunts, right? Only we can call them fucking slutty Only- cunts. Only I can call them slutty. Funny. But but that that crowd was so. That's what we're saying. They they were so drunk or on drugs. They were not. They just took over the dance floor. There was no getting around them. They it were off my... their heads. Oh yeah. At one stage, I went over because I was I was hosting your bingo, and I said you need to get a cross like an X on the card, mm-hmm. and they could not understand the concept of getting an X on yes. the card. Now you must get that a lot. It was new to me, right? And I yeah. walked over there, someone got, bingo! And I walked over and I looked at the card and they had just a single line going across. And I said, yeah. no, that's not it. I said, you need an X. And I turned around and some Botox woman had blocked my way, right? And she's just dancing with her arms in the air, just dancing. I'm like, excuse me. And I'm on a mic. The speaker's coming at us. Excuse me. So she's getting audio from the speaker and from my actual voice behind her head. Excuse me. Uh... Excuse me. Uh, I'm like, what the fuck? Get out of the way, will you? But they had no idea. They didn't know they were just zombies. Absolute oh, zombies. It's a combination of super boozed. Yeah. Possibly some party drugs. Possibly. And also, and also being white and privileged. <laughs> oh, that was a big one, wasn't it? There, was a, there was a lot of money at that show. It looked like a fish market. All those lips... All those trope out <laughs> all over the place. I was like, what is that mouth? That's not normal. What makes me really sad is we didn't charge enough. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. That was um, uh, that was a that was an interesting one. That wasn't that was a lesson learned, and that's what most of these kind of shit shows are, right? And that's yeah. all that you can do is that all that you can do is you can take these crap shows and you can turn them into okay, I never want to be in that scenario again. How am I going to avoid that? You know, I wanted to tell you about the time I did a PO cruise. <laughs> Go. Have you ever done a PO cruise? No, I, I was trying to get my citizenship to do it because it goes, it's an Australian company. So I had to be a New Zealand citizen. So I couldn't do it until now I can, but I'm not going near a boat. No, of course. Like now, I mean, this was years ago now. Yeah, yeah. This was like when I first started out. And when I first got this call to be on a fucking PO cruise, a comedy cruise i was like oh my god i've made it big time yeah yeah that's i was desperate to do it i was i really wanted to do it i laugh because like it's great and it's really good money and you know if if you're really if you're really good at it and you know how to work the crowd then it's really good easy money and it's fun right and it was on a cruise they call it the cruise to nowhere right you go you go on a boat for three days and you go up to the Bay of Islands and you come back and that's it. You literally go fucking nowhere. But yeah. they, still, they still give you a shit if you take an apple off that fucking boat. 
it. And if you get caught taking an apple yeah, with that yeah. boat, they still give you fucking shit. But you know? anyway, I did the piano cruise. And the first one I did, it was like me. And I somehow roped in my husband to help me and assist me. So it was like bitch and bingo. And they usually have bogan bingo, which is fucking brilliant. Bogan bingo, great. They're Australian. Um, they are like, you know, uh, music and stuff. It's like samey, samey to bitch and bingo, but it's like Aussie version. Yeah. You know? But they're, they're super, they're super amazing. And I have like a good rapport with them and they weren't available. And so they asked for bitch and bingo. And I was like, okay, holy shit. It's just me. And that's it. It was like me on this huge fucking stage. Yeah. And I was there with like well-seasoned other comedians who were like, like Cal Wilson was there. There was a few other people there. There was another like super well-known like Aussie comedian who was there too. And I was like totally out of my depth. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to make it happen. And it was so much pressure and so much build up. And I did the show and it was a late night show and it was 11 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. And it was called Bitch and Bingo or it was called like Naughty Bingo. Or something like that. I don't think they even called it bitch and bingo. I think they called it like naughty bingo or something like that. And it was I still got the fucking printout from the boat and everything. Poor fucking Wayne. Poor husband. I was like, I'm gonna dress 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 you up and you have to like, you know, help me and shit. Brilliant. Like Wayne's Brilliant. a fucking banker. He's got no idea about this shit. And we come out on the stage and it's like six hundred people. Yeah. The auditorium is filled and it's eleven o'clock at night on a Saturday on a boat in the middle of nowhere and everyone's fucked <laughs> and it's just me and as soon as i walk out the first thing that happens is someone's like show us your tits oh, oh god that was like the first thing that happened is like this fucking boomer yelled that out and because i'm like young and super inexperienced i had no idea what to do yeah and I just kind of was like, ha, 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 ha. anyway, let's like try to move on with the show. Yeah, da, da, da. And I tried to continue, but I was so inexperienced. I should have, you know, obviously done the obvious thing, which was like, you know, shout out, like, shut up, dad. You know, can't take you anywhere. Yeah. Or, you know, fuck, you know, show us your penis. Show, and- shows your tits, you fuck. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Show us your dick, we'll get a bit of laugh, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly. This is all the stuff that you learn over time. But when you're young and like first out doing it, Christ, it was like mortifying. And then someone jumped up from stage and tried to take the mic out of my hand and tried to put like, luckily we had like a sound tech who was like super onto it and he cut the mic and stuff. But it was just a shitty, 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 brutal show, brutal show. And people were walking out. Oh, fuck, it was so bad. Oh, that's horrible. This brings me like, it's like PTSD. It's like PTSD. And then the next day, right, after the show, I was like a mess, right? Because you're stuck on a boat with them. Yes! (laughs) Oh! Oh my God, at least you're in costume. Exactly. Fuck. I couldn't believe it. So it was on like the second day or something. And this was a three day cruise. So we're on the third day. Right. And I had only been hired for one gig. All the other comedians, poor bastards had to do the early shows and the late shows. Right. They were working their tits off, but I was like a, just a one-off kind of like performance and they were busy and shit. And it was the next day. (laughs) I was on the, I was on the top deck of this, 
boat in my bikini crying. Like, <laughs> ah, ah. at least I'm going to get a suntan. Ah, <laughs> ah. And then one of the comedians came over, like, you know, he's this Aussie dude. And he came over and he was talking to me and shit. And, um, so, and some, some guests came over to him. And they're like, oh, we love you. You know, and they came over to talk to him, right? And they're like, oh, we love you. Oh, we saw your set last night. Oh, it's so good. Blah, 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 blah. And he was like, oh, thank you so much. What did you think about Bitch and Bingo? And they were like, oh, it was terrible. Oh, gosh, he was awful. And I was, of course, standing right there. And I was like, you can't. Because it, it, it's, it, was, it was polar opposites. It was kind of like... It was brutal because I did the show, but at the same time, I did it in costume and I did it in character, and I could still walk around the walk around yeah. the boat without without basically being noticed about who I was. But oh, he outed me, man! Oh <laughs> God, he outed me, and they were not impressed. And it just wasn't my crowd, and it wasn't my show. And then I think I did one more after that. I did yeah. one more after. Like they asked me back. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what I don't understand with some of them. Come back and do it again. You didn't enjoy it. Yes. I couldn't believe it. They asked me back. And also, by the way, the company that asked me back gave me some really good pointers. Um, oh, man, she was super supportive and was like, she fucking like drank wine with me and like pat me on the back when I was crying. She was fucking brilliant. Um, so mad respect to her. Um, and I came back the second time and it was okay but it was definitely not yeah. my bag and then after that i was like i just don't think i'm up for cruises i just don't think it's my bag you know That's like so weird and people came to that show thinking it was going to be bingo because <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> of course they already did bingo on the boat they during did the bingo. day yes they did bingo on the boat twice during the day they did like a 10 a.m bingo and then they did like a 12, eight, 12 o'clock in the afternoon bingo. And then they had me at like 11 o'clock at night. So I had people that were just thinking it was going to be bingo. Just late bingo. Just late bingos. Sitting and they there was... in their PJs. Well, what else do you fucking do in a boat? I've, I've, never, I've never been on a, on, a, on a cruise ship. I wouldn't have a clue. I, I, I don't can't... think it's not for me. Please, I want you to go because I would love to hear your feedback about it. <laughs> I Thank would do. I'll, t I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the story. It, it, I won't say who it was, but a comedian said to me, uh, "There's only uh, there's only twice he's ever thought about killing himself, and once was when he was doing comedy on one of the boats." He's like, "I can't do it. It is tough, and you're on the boat for days." Yeah, <clears throat> it's very. Know. I can totally understand. I mean, I only did three. I only did three days. Three days is nothing and I know that there are comedians and I know there are improv artists out there doing it for shit like you know week-long cruises two-week-long yeah. cruises 14 14 day long cruises you know what I mean I don't know how anyone does it but it's obviously really good money and if you know your crowd well then you know yeah I know people that love it I've, I've uh, comedian friends that have done it loads of times and they yeah. they've made a great deal of money from it yeah and I, I but i still wanted to do it don't get me wrong until covid i was still keen that's why i applied for citizens citizenship i so think that, that, that was the main I, reason i think you'd do so well i think you would fucking love it i think you would love the fucking buffet <laughs> i love eating <laughs> i love food i'm a fat bastard 
especially this lockdown. You would love pig. the buffet. Honestly, they you would love like, oh man, all the old ladies would love you. Old Ooh. ladies are, are good fun. Old ladies are terrifying at gigs. Oh yeah, they're the worst, that, right? Oh, the fucking, the bad Santa gig. Oh God, yeah. And East, uh, East can I just make sure that we mention this is East Auckland, East Auckland. Yeah, East Auckland. And <clears throat> gig was fine. Everything was, it was a great gig. It was a really good gig. They paid a lot of money to be there at the gig. But as we were wrapping up and I went to go out and get some air because it's the middle of summer and I'm sweating wearing the big Santa suit. Mm. Uh, the, this woman grabbed me and said, let's have a dance. I said, look, I just need to go and I'll come back. And she goes, have a dance. And I said, I, I'll come back. And then she went to kiss me and I wasn't expecting it. And I recoiled and I headbutted her. Right, right. So I didn't know this was happening. I'm just trying to get out. And she went in and I'm like, what? Right? And headbutted her. But again, like the other story with the finger in the eye, she was so drunk she didn't even notice. She's like, yeah. I say, oh, get me out of here. Yeah. These people are at a different level of drunk. Yeah. <clears throat> they were next level grabby. They went, they yeah. were, but the, the show in general was really good. I feel like also from this discussion and maybe what you've encountered through these discussions do you feel like the worst gigs are things like corporates and private gigs oh or, yeah or do you feel like the or do you feel like it's more like public gigs are the worst no, pu- public gigs so the, the the gist of us so far and then our friends that haven't been on the podcast yet uh my my ones have been corporate gigs that i didn't enjoy and like i said it got to a stage where how it, it was a hard, it was a tough balance of trying to justify a thousand dollars for half an hour's work or my mental health, right? And it's it's it was crazy. And there was one because of a few of them, and this I, I think this was it's this is such a weird one. I, I don't really tell this that often, but this was such a weird one. And I've, I'd rock up and do gigs and, and, and have a good time, but it was a, it was a, a man's 60th. Mm. It was in you know that you know that wanky restaurant beside Brew on Key. Uh, it goes up uh, just on yes. Key Street. Yes, um, right. O- it, Ostro. Yeah, it was one of them, and it was up a few levels, and it was for this guy's birthday. And I've done quiz there before, and I remember having a great time at quiz. But that's quiz. It's there on the screen. But doing a gig and. I was dreading it and I didn't know how to control my anxiety throughout the whole day. So I said, right, I, I had, I drank some whiskey in the morning, then went to bed and woke up and then, right, let's just do the gig. Right. So I went in to do the gig uh, and I wasn't in the right headspace. I knew I didn't want to be there. I rock up. They start telling me all this information. They said, his son is there. His son, his son is 17, 18. The fucking seven year old man has a son with a mistress, all this stuff. I was in the middle. All the tables were around me. They're eating their dinner. There's an open kitchen behind me where the chef is cooking shit right behind me. And it's the only time I ever felt like a court jester. You know, Mm. I was like, all right, go. So I was doing material and that was fine. But then I realized when I picked on the kids, I got bigger laughs. Mm. So I I kept calling him Prince Harry because the guy whose birthday it was was sat there like a king. Mm. And I started picking on his son. And clearly there's a backstory there that I don't know. 
that mm. they all love the fact that I was ripping the shit out of this kid, right? 17, 18, an absolute prick of a kid. And I destroyed him. And that was it. But the guy who I was there to entertain wasn't happy at all. Mm. And it's it's such a weird thing when you're making some people laugh mm. and not other people not laugh. And then they're sitting there eating a steak, talking, and you're standing there going, da, 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 da. I was like, I can't do this shit anymore. Like, it has to, it has to be on my terms. They have to come to my gig. They have to come to my stage where I control the lights and the sound and stuff. I can't be just trying out there like a performing dancing monkey for yeah. half an hour or 20 minutes or whatever. And that that was kind of a change because that's like I said, I wasn't I wasn't mentally right for a whole day or two or maybe a week before that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I hated it and it, it wasn't fun. And the, yeah. the money was good, but I was like... It's, not, it's like, it's just not worth it. And that was it. And then, but I was trying to build, I was trying to save up for the mortgage at the yeah. time. So yeah. now when I when I get stuff like that, I'm like, what's the situation? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I recommend somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we are quite lucky though to be in that scenario because I feel the same as you now. Like I've done so many shitty shows and so many shows of like oh fucking sometimes i hate having to do shows where you have to suck dick yeah do i don't know? like the taste of dick you know what i mean neither it's do i me. it's surprising but i don't like that gig with the the school that you can't you can't give them a fucking inch that that was rough that was rough and then i was like okay cool we're never doing that again like nope they they were hard work yeah they were really hard work and then i was surprised i got an email from him like a week later being like thanks so much for the hard work you guys are amazing and i was like no like i don't i don't think you really needed you really needed us like i think you yeah. just want to do your own thing why were we even there like andy like slade because it was all about the music and they just yeah. wanted to dance and shit you know yeah like that's what there they should have just done. Exactly. That's because even when we did the uh, the mishaired lyrics, when mm. a bit of Dancing Queen came on, mm. it was like a fucking Pavlovian response. Mm. And it's only up for 10 seconds. And then That's they're like, right. oh, where's the music gone? Exactly. You're not a fucking quiz, you doorknob. Yeah. You know, when you sit back down and then you go around, Wah! oh man, there was hard work. I know. It's very hard not to say Jesus Christ a lot of that gig. <laughs> it was very that was if any gig I've ever done, Jesus fucking Christ was all I could say. That was part one with Mistress Viv. She's amazing. Great fun. We always have a great laugh when we're working together. Uh, part two will be next week. I've already started editing that. And we have a few more stories and situations to talk about. Thanks for listening. I must quickly explain Spider-Man. He's called Spider-Man because his job is cleaning spiderwebs. I didn't believe him. So he showed me his brushes that were covered in spiderwebs. And I laughed and I said, they could be just left there covered in spiderwebs because you don't use them. You know what I mean? Anybody who has brushes and doesn't have a job, they'd be covered in spiderwebs. Well, thanks again for listening uh, from all over the world. It's crazy. Uh, I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun to do. And I'll keep on going. Stay safe and take care of each other. Goodbye.